This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Budgeting for your marriage often involves much more than just a one-day wedding, especially if you and your partner are looking forward to going on a honeymoon or putting a down payment on a home. So what can you do to help fund your dream wedding and beyond? Register with HoneyFund. HoneyFund is the leading cash gift registry, making it a piece of cake for your guests and loved ones to help you fund your goals. You can now sign up for HoneyFund gifts through partnerships with Target, Hilton Hotels, and more than 200 other major stores and brands. Listeners of the Bouquet Toss can take advantage of our special offer and get a free HoneyFund Elite account by visiting thebudgetsavvybride.com slash HoneyFund. Register today to start making your dreams come true. Welcome back to the Bouquet Toss. Today, we're disrupting the traditional wedding registry. Gone are the days of registering for crystal vases. Today's couples are much more likely to put a grill, large appliances, or even honeymoon expenses on their registry than they are to put fine china or serving ware. This type of option is often called a cash registry, and it gives the couples a lot more flexibility in how they can use their wedding gifts. Why has this shift happened, and how do more traditional family members or wedding guests feel about it? With us to break it all down today is Sarah Margolis. Sarah is the founder and CEO of HoneyFund, the original honeymoon registry service. Sarah's winning appearance on Shark Tank in 2014 in partnership with Kevin O'Leary, aka Mr. Wonderful, propelled her into various media outlets, both national and international. She's regularly sought out as an expert on everything from weddings and honeymoons, crowdfunding, personal finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. These days, Sarah is ushering the company into its next phase as a lifelong funding site where couples can receive the support of family and friends for all of life's milestones and mishaps. We're super excited to have you here today, Sarah. Thank you both so much for inviting me. Yeah, so Honey Fund, honestly, I feel like it's becoming a household name, but I would love to know, how did you find that hole in the market and say, this is something we need to do, let's do it? Yeah, well, like a lot of business owners, we started with a problem that we were trying to solve for ourselves. So back in 2005, me and my then fiance were planning a wedding. We were working full time. We had a house with all the housewares we needed. And we had a reasonable wedding budget, but we didn't have a lot left over for the big fancy honeymoon, which was ultimately what was most important to us. So we wanted to go halfway around the world to Fiji and just breathe out for two weeks and not you know, leave the world behind. So once we put it out to our friends and family, this idea that we'd love to receive honeymoon contributions, they just went crazy over the idea. And especially our friends who are also of marrying age were like, this is the best. Can we make this for other couples too? And that's how Honey Fund was born. Amazing. And you've helped so many couples fund their honeymoon since. More than a million couples. That's right. Incredible. I love it. I mean, it's just, it makes so much sense. I feel like you hear so many stories of people that got some sort of stand mixer for their wedding because they were like, well, this is the only opportunity I'll have for someone to get that for me. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, actually, I'm never going to use it. 
<laughs> yeah. And that's like 400 bucks that could pay for, you know, a whole day of sailing, you know, in your honeymoon destination or something, right? Spa treatments, you know, something to really unwind and relax, which everyone yeah. needs after the wedding. And, you know, we've talked about this before. A lot of couples, much like the situation you were in, at this point, they're marrying maybe a little bit later, maybe not until after they've already gotten the house or done any of that. So, there's kind of a shift in what you really need and want and normalizing that it's okay to acknowledge that and be like, this is what we would rather is awesome and really savvy. Definitely. And I feel like a lot of couples don't understand the honey fund opportunity from the guest perspective. They think about traditions, they think about etiquette, they're listening to the wedding industry, and they're not as much thinking about what they're making possible for their guests. And when you go back to the Honey Fund origin story, we started this because our wedding guests loved it and because they told us that other couples needed it. And ever since then, every single person who gives a gift on Honey Fund is like, that was so cool. I wish I had that when I got married. And so I think if if couples could understand it from that perspective, they, the, the whole etiquette question would be completely dead. Yeah, we shared on a recent episode, um, what is it like tradition is just like meeting the expectations of dead people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know, nowadays, couples have so many options of like things to do with their registry, things that, you know, just aren't necessarily as important to them now that might have been for couples generations ago when they're setting up their household for the first time. But so many couples are more established now. They might have different dreams of what they could do with those gifts from their guests. And so this opens up so much opportunity because it's not just travel, right? With Honey Fund, you have the opportunity to give basically like cash towards anything, right? Yeah, more and more couples are looking for cash options, whether it's Honey Fund or, you know, some of the retail stores have options like we partnered with Target so that couples could receive honeymoon funds or cash toward their future together through their Target registry. I've seen store registries create options where once the gift is given, they can either choose to have it shipped to them or cash it out. <laughs> so this is like real, you know, like couples want this and companies, big companies are responding with options for couples. And what it comes down to is that weddings cost more than ever. As we know, we're all fighting to help couples understand it doesn't have to be that way, but the industry pushes that. Life is harder than ever. Couples have more debt going into their marriage together. They have less savings. You know, they need a break. They need some support, some financial support. And so all of these things come together to drive couples toward these cash options. Yeah, I want to take a few seconds, though, here to talk about the tradition of a wedding registry. This gift giving thing started from the beginning of time, pretty much. But back in the days of marriage being more of like a financial transaction, if you will, what would really happen was the families were like exchanging money, right, surrounding the wedding. There was a bride price given to the bride's family by the groom's family in exchange for her hand. And eventually that became like a dowry, which consisted of money or land or Livestock. that maybe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Other things like that. And then just like some things she would eventually maybe need. They called it a marriage chest in some cultures. But fast forward a few hundred years from there, this kind of developed from there into the wedding registry because the emphasis on gift giving 
became the guest's responsibility in conjunction with the families. When that started happening, smaller stores and boutiques had like their own kind of homegrown versions of wedding registries. And this was by the start of the 20th century. Shop owners would help a bride come in. Like she'd be like, oh, I'm going to have a bride-to-be. And they'd be like, oh, this is the best china or crystal or silver that you should have for your home. And it wasn't until 1924 that the wedding registry went mainstream when Marshall Fields, the Chicago department store, which now is owned by Macy's, they established the first bridal registry. They created in their stores a bride's house on one of the floors, like a showroom, kind of like Ikea. And it was filled with all of the items that a young bride needs to have on her registry, which makes sense now. Like, you know, I think, I feel like when you think of a registry, you picture like walking into Bed Bath & Beyond with one of those fun what are they scanner things yeah. yeah and just like <laughs> like I want this 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 and this but that's kind of where it came from and then from there I mean I also think it was kind of like you know maybe I'm cynical but it was like a capitalist thing right that everyone jumped on oh this wedding registry it's a moment where people feel like they're gonna spend money and so why not kind of shape the narrative culturally about what you should get when this is the time of your life when you're getting married I want to add a little color to that. The, you know, the tradition of wedding guests giving a gift is largely based in just money. All over the world, many cultures, even here in the U.S. before those department store registries popped up, the wedding guests would contribute financially to the bride and groom. And you see all kinds of fun rituals around this, like the money dance from you know, Mexico and other South American countries, the red envelopes from Asian countries. And so the idea that, you know, when you look at the arch of human history and marriage, money has been the most popular gift across time and across cultures. And this little department store registry blip in the 20th century, you know, the last hundred years really, is a relatively short period of time in a very specific area of the world. So the human instinct to support a couple in starting their lives together with a gift of money is just basic. True. That's so important to remember. And that also should help the couples feel like they're not imposing. This is Mm -hmm. expected. Like this idea of giving a cash gift at a wedding is not new. It's not crazy. It's not like, oh, these crazy millennials and Gen Z are doing weird things and they don't have etiquette. It's really not like that at all. It's so steeped in traditions culturally everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I found this really interesting that there's this etiquette professional, Emily Post, and mm-hmm. she contends that you should never ask for money on the invitation itself. Mm-hmm. And that instead, the information should be spread like informally, like a game of telephone with your family mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. It's better to put that sort of information on your wedding website or, you know, yes, d- disseminate it by word of mouth rather than putting it somewhere in a way that says like, we're expecting you to give us gifts or money. Most couples that use Honey Fund use our printables to just cut out a little registry card that they can use in shower invitations. Primarily, that's where the gift is kind of the deal when it comes to a shower. But we do have plenty of couples that add those in with the invitation suite. So it's not all printed on the invitation itself, but there's additional information about where you're going to go. How do you find more information about registry? Here's your RSVP card. So giving that wedding guest the whole package of information that they need to attend the wedding and do what they need to do. I would like to talk about not just honeymoon, like what are other things you can get funds for Mm -hmm. from your guests? What I love about this is that really the sky's the limit and we've seen couples 
register for all kinds of things. It's really very personal. Some couples have registered for fertility treatments. Some have registered for marathons across Europe because they're, that's their shared passion. Um, we've seen couples who took round the world trips and you know got married in 13 countries around the world and their, their honey fund guests funded that for them. I've seen couples who literally never stopped their honeymoon. They're still on it like seven years later. You know, it's it's incredible, like the, the stories that come out of Honey Fund. And really, it comes down to, I mean, obviously, home down payments, charity gifts, paying off student loans, all these kinds of like everyday things happen. Um, but it really comes down to what's the vision of the couple for their future. I like to take couples through an exercise where we say, all right, imagine waking up the morning after your wedding. How much money is in your bank account? And what do you need it for? What's next? What, what are you going to do with your marriage? You know, what, what's the next goal you're trying to reach? And do you have something to get you started, whether that's buying a home or paying off those student loans or, you know, starting a family, starting a business? There's so many great options for couples these days to do life their own way. And so your honey fund is there to support you no matter what that is. I like the perspective you put it in because you often get a little bit carried away in the wedding planning and it feels like the wedding is the end. Like the wedding is the end goal because you're doing all this planning, you're putting so much money into it. But really, as Jess would say, it's just the start. The wedding is truly the beginning. And so having something like a honey fund as your focus for your registry does help you to put in perspective that this is the start and you can look at what you're going to need in the future and kind of direct things that way and direct the people that you love in the way that is going to be most helpful to your life. Definitely. And wedding guests love that. They just, they love the idea of supporting you the way you need to be supported. And that's a very personal human interaction to, to bring that love and support to a couple, no matter what's happening in their lives, whether it's the wedding or hardship or starting that down payment for the home. These are the people that love you the most. So they want to be there for you in the way you need. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you have any stats on this or possibly have numbers where this is concerned, but what percentage on average gets covered by guests when they're helping fund, let's say, a honeymoon? Yeah, so on average, a honeymoon can be anywhere between $35 and $4,500. And then typically couples will be raising or receiving as gifts anywhere between $1,500 and $2,500 on average. So, you know, it's like 75% probably, but a lot of couples are going to take the honeymoon they could afford with the gifts they got and others are going to just put it towards something more extravagant. It really, again, is a very personal decision. You know, I'm going to take this money that I received and we're going to spend it on... Sometimes they change of plans. Life happens and they can't use that money for a honeymoon anymore. They've got to use it for whatever came up in their lives. And so we just, you know, tell couples like your friends and family care about you, let them know what's happening. Nobody's going to fault you if you got to postpone that honeymoon. I mean, that's really a point we should be probably driving home most in today's world because nothing is certain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do think the flexibility that having a cash registry like affords couples is so key and so great, especially right now, like you said, Sari, with everything being so uncertain and travel restrictions changing and shifting and even wedding plans being in flux for the next few months, who knows? So yeah, I think flexibility is key right now. And that's something that a cash registry really does give to the couple. And what's great is that while it's giving the couple the flexibility, it is also giving the guests 
that experience of a meaningful gift because you can say, use this for your couple's massage in Fiji, whatever it is. You know, you can put an intention. Maybe it's based on what the couple has already outlined and they're like, we want to be able to do this excursion and this and this. And you can make it that personal, which I think is amazing. And then on the other end of it, if something happens and the couple can't use it for what it's intended, they still have the ability to use it, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and flexibility, especially throughout the pandemic, has been so important. We actually created a registry item on Honey Fund called the Flexibility Fund so that, you know, on top of all the fun stuff they want to do on their honeymoon, people could just choose to pitch into a very flexible account. Well, I love that. (laughs) So what about for couples who maybe want to have an assortment of some stuff? type of gifts and some more experiential type of gifts? Like, do you have any suggestions for couples who kind of want to like straddle that line? If you're really all about the honeymoon or that savings goal, be careful not to register for stuff with some cash gifts tacked on because you'll end up with more stuff and less cash. (laughs) So, you know, we say like, if your honey fund is really your goal, put your honey fund up front and then let guests discover those other options from your honey fund page. That is a great tip. So in terms of other registry trends, is there anything else that couples might not know about? Well, we've noticed a lot of couples registering for gift cards more than ever. Again, almost as flexible as cash, not stuck with stuff you don't want. And when guests give Honeyfun couples gift cards, there's no fees to the couple at all. And you can register for almost 200 brands on Honeyfun. It's built right in. That is fantastic. I mean, no fees for anybody. Exactly. Everyone from Amazon, Target, Bed Bath, you know, the traditional registry stores to travel providers like Hotels.com, Southwest Airlines, Delta Airlines. That's a really savvy tip for anyone listening. If you want to make your wedding registry dollars go as far as possible, if you know you're going to book your flights on a certain airline, just register for the airline gift card. Brilliant. I imagine that takes also like a little extra discussion with your partner because Now that you've got all these gift cards, you want to be spending them in sort of a planned way, right? Like it would be a little sad to just show up to Target and be like, oh, well, I have this gift card. So I'll just put every, you know, the Target syndrome where you're just like your normal Target run. Yeah. (laughs) And then like everything you come home and your partner's like, you did what? (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you register for anything else, you guys are agreeing, okay, we're going to get. We want $500 from Target because we really have our eye on that, you know, Roomba vacuum robot or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fight over chores. (laughs) Get the Roomba. So smart. Don't fight over chores. Just get the Roomba. That's an advertisement if I ever heard one and we were not paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, we know that you have a lot of exciting things coming down the pipeline at Honey Fund, so we'd love for you to share some of that with, with our listeners as well. Yeah, it's really exciting. Honey Fund has just partnered with Hilton to offer uh, their global wedding and honeymoon properties, a honeymoon registry service. So you can now go to hilton.com slash honeyfund to get your own Hilton Honey Fund. What this does is it helps you take your Hilton wedding or honeymoon farther, where wedding guests can contribute to all the fun stuff you're going to do. And we're finding um, with Hilton's new wedding packages, a lot of couples are also registering for the things that they need to actually pull off the destination wedding. So that's another really great use of Honey Fund, especially when you have friends and family coming in from afar that, you know, they can contribute to whatever costs are associated with 
your wedding. I mean, anything from, you know, the DJ and flowers and meals and whatever else catering couples are doing it now. It's just part of part of life. We've got to find a way to solve this wedding budget problem <laughs> somehow. And friends and family love to, to help out, especially the ones who would traditionally contribute to the cost of your wedding, your parents, your aunts and uncles, your, you know, people like that in your life, your grandparents, this gives them a way to just centralize all the contributions in one place. Hashtag crowdsource your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. What's more savvy than that, really? And, you know, we recently surveyed a bunch of couples about their wedding planning and how they feel about different things and what kinds of, you know, what they wish they could afford. And we noticed a trend, like a lot of couples said, they wish they could afford either like a day of coordinator or a videographer. Those seem to be two things that just get cut by the budget, right? And so you could just register for those things and somebody could cover it for you and your problem is solved. That is such a great idea, honestly, because for so many of you know our listeners who are planning maybe more scaled back DIY type of weddings, I still 100% recommend having some sort of coordinator on site so that you're not the one managing everything on the day of. If you're the bride, you deserve to enjoy that day and relax and just be present for it, not be doing. Yeah, doing and arranging centerpieces or anything like that. Like, no, just enjoy your day. <laughs> So being able to register specifically for that, I think that's such a great idea. I love that. Are there other things that you guys notice couples have to cut because of the budget? I do think that video is another thing that tends to get cut. You know, couples think like, oh, that's like a luxury. And especially because there's so many videographers who do the whole like cinematography style thing. But you don't have to hire somebody who's like James Cameron (laughs) to (laughs) video your wedding. As long as you can have somebody with a tripod and a camera to record your ceremony and your vows. I think that's so special and worth it, even if, you know, it just takes a little bit of extra assistance to make it happen. There's lots of great DIY options for that as well. So Mm -hmm. it really just depends on like what you want. But even just having the raw footage, you could pay someone to edit it into like a nice little highlight reel if you wanted. So good point. Yeah, I think those are those are the big things. Obviously, like the stuff that tends to bust the budget, but tends to be less negotiable, I think, for couples are things like, you know, the bar, being able to serve enough alcohol to really get the party going, things like that, but tends to be like more priority, I think. So I agree. Yeah, We saw open bar a lot on the responses as well. And, you know, when we got married, we were about to have a couple before (laughs) we knew you, Jessica. Um. And we we just bought our booze from Costco and, you know, had the catering company stop a bartender. And, you know, it was plenty, plenty to go around all night long. So there's so many different options. And, you know, you can put like a case of wine or tequila or something on your registry and have that cost covered. You know, there you've just solved your bar problem, too. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it's kind of like a trend that I think has popped up where not even just for the actual wedding, but other wedding events too, maybe the bachelorette or the bridal shower. But where that is part of it, like if you are going to bring something, please bring your favorite drink of choice. And then at the end of everybody bringing that, you've stocked your bar for the wedding day, which love it. Really smart. Really smart. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of, of it being almost like a stock the bar shower. And then yeah. they use they use that alcohol that they've collected for their wedding reception. Love it. Quite savvy. next thing you know you'll have bevmo with a registry gun so you just go around and scan all the bottles you (laughs) want 
what will they think of next? Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, we have basically been the biggest walking advertisement for Honey Fund. <laughs> I think you can tell we're keeping this. We love it. This is not getting tossed. So can you just give our listeners a little bit more of an idea of how they get more information, where they should find you, all of that? Yeah. So head over to honeyfund.com, sign up in a couple of minutes. And if you download the app, the Honey Fund app, you'll get a free elite upgrade. Yes. I also did not know there was an app. Oh my yeah, God. You can- the Honey Fun app is actually one of the most popular registry apps in the app store. Yes. I would like to close with a fun wedding fact before we leave, but Jess might not think this is fun, so uh-uh. get ready. Let's ambush Jess. Go. <laughs> ready? Let's go. So according to The Local, couples in Spain follow the cash model, and they actually usually provide their bank information on their wedding invitation. Right? That is considered an etiquette no-no in the U.S. We can all agree on that. But that is normal. That is what they do. They're like, let's just make it easy. And guests can then transfer cash or deposit a check, whatever it is, with usually it's enough to at least cover the cost of the meal. And they'll like include, you know, some sort of message with their name. This is from us type of deal. That's really popular in the U.K. too. It's very common. (gasps) Oh, my god! I just can't. I just can't. (laughs) I mean, cash is king, baby. The U.S. with our funny little capitalist wedding registry is the outlier. Seriously. Around the world, cash is it. I'm just waiting for there to be some sort of, you know, how your phone has the, um, what is it, the RFID for Apple Pay when you go and you can check out now with your phone at the store at at the cashier. I'm just waiting for there to be some sort of like cute little gift shaped thing that you walk up to at a wedding reception and you just tap your phone and it gives them the gift. Like if you guys haven't invented that yet, Sarah, I think that's a million dollar idea. (laughs) The the QR code poster is, is in development right now. The couple will start printing them on the back of their registry card soon. And then we'll also have a poster they can print at the wedding. Wow. But how cute would it be for it to look like a card box that like people yeah. actually walk up to at the wedding and like tap their phone on? It. Yeah, that would be just, super cool. Just make it and sell it to Honey Fund and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. We got a wealth of information from you. We're so excited to have had this conversation and we'll be back soon with a new episode. Thank you, ladies. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon.